This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to what I'm going to call a beautiful Monday evening. Why? Because on the screen to my left, I have race cars, um, and uh, that makes it beautiful. I'm not looking out the window, Rich France, because I know that we've got racing this week with some locals in competition, and then next week, we are going to be at a racetrack uh, if everything goes according to plan. So that makes it a beautiful Monday evening. A lot of stuff coming up, but first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. The World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series made a debut at The Rev in Monroe, Louisiana. David Gravel held off Brad Sweet for the win by just three-tenths of a second. Ty Gibbs held off Corey Heim on a final restart from Phoenix Raceway on Friday night to capture his ninth Arkham Menard Series win just before the rain moved in on that event. Thanks in part to help from Major League Baseball, race fans in California could be headed back to the track as soon as April. Tier announced by the government in California allows just 100 fans for counties at the worst level then increasing to 20%, 33%, and 67% based on COVID-19 cases. And finally, Brady Bacon has tossed his name in the ring for the 73rd annual Pay Less Little 500. He'll be behind the wheel of the Hoffman Auto Racing number 69. Those things and so much more happening tonight. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from the Socially Distant Studio. How's it going? Great. I got a little more uh, pavement racing uh, my fix in this weekend, let's say I caught all the Friday and, uh, or Saturday and Sunday for the Rattler. So, uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. You had the uh, speed 51 broadcast fired up and man, a lot of racing, uh, that took place around the, the country over the weekend, not some stuff close enough for us to go to, but it did feature some names that we were familiar with. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll start with Friday, Zach, uh, Stephen Nassie's I'm Saturday. Gosh, it was a long weekend. Uh, (laughs) Stephen Nassie's name is listed in the record books as the official winner of the baby Rattler in 125 in 2016, but it's not a victory that he likes to boast about. Uh, On Saturday night, he earned his second career victory in the pro late model race at South Alabama Speedway. During that race in 2016, Nassie found himself riding third on the final lap when Justin South and Bubba Pollard made contact in the final turn. Pollard spun and South was penalized uh, by race officials for initiating the contact, which handed the victory over to Nassie. Uh, when we last seen that just a couple of months ago, uh, Nassie admitted that he didn't consider it a true win. Five years later, Nassie left no doubt by dominating much of the 125 lap race. After setting fast time and qualifying, Nassie dropped behind outside pole sitter, Coopersville, Michigan's Evan Shaco uh, during the early stages of the event. However, he didn't take long to reclaim the top spot. On lap 10, Nassie made his move to retake the race lead and never looked back. Uh, Alabama 200 winner Christopher Tullis, Colin Allman, Steve Dorr, and Kyle Plott would complete the top five. And then, Zach, then it was on to Sunday for the Rattler 250. And not a whole lot of drama in this one either. Ty Majeski was in a class of his own and became the only driver to win the Rattler 250 four times during the event's 45 year history. Majeski did have to fend off a late race charge from Nassie to score the victory. Nassie began applying the pressure to Majeski with five laps to go before a caution brought their battle to a halt with five laps remaining. On the ensuing restart, Majeski would pull away as Nassie then had to hold off third place finisher Daniel Dye. Derek Griffith and Kyle Plott 
would round out the top five. And Zach, we had a few drivers from the Great Lakes region make a trip down to Alabama this weekend. Portage, Michigan's Carson Hosevar would bring his number 14 machine home ninth. Uh, Plymouth, Indiana native Tyler Roerig would come home 20th. And uh, Wyoming's Brian Campbell, who uh, had early problems in the race, kind of picked up almost where he left off in 2020, retiring from the event early and finishing 31st. Well, it was kind of a lackluster event down in Tennessee. It was something that was scheduled to be one of the, excuse me, season openers for a lot of drivers. But Mother Nature uh, intervened a couple of weeks ago, forcing the reschedule of the Toilet Bowl down in Clarksville. And then Mother Nature intervened again over the weekend. Just 11 cars showed up to do battle. And Tanner English wired an 11-car field en route to the win of the annual Toilet Bowl Classic on Saturday at Clarksville. He picked up the $5,000 trophy, uh, $5,000 win, and the unique toilet trophy that goes. He got to sit on the throne, Rich France, uh, and $5,000, holding off Dennis Herb Jr. to get the win. There were some locals that were scheduled to go. Uh, I recognize one local name in the results for this 11-car field, so Tanner English, Tanner English gets the win. Um, Dennis Herb Jr. second. Josh Putnam rounds out the podium. Then it's Richard Frost. John Minion Jr., Dan Wallace, who you'd recognize from down at Oakshade Raceway, uh, Dwayne Kiefer, Gavin Schmidt, Robert Ardry, I believe, Larry Barber Jr. rounds out the top 10, and David Cybers finishes out the field. Well, Zach, uh, three-time Dirt Car UMP national champion Rusty Schlenk may have canceled his Bristol plans this week, but it looks like he may have made the right decision. Schlenk dominated the 50-lap feature event on Saturday, for the Southern All-Stars Dirt Racing Series at Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida. Rusty would uh, start on the outside of the front row and never look back and bag the $5,000 win for his efforts. Next on his schedule, the 10th annual Thaw Brawl with the Mars Racing Series March 27th and 28th at the LaSalle Speedway. Not sure if Tony Izzo knows it yet, but we're going. <laughs> I should probably call him to yeah. let him know we're on the way. Hey, while we're talking late model racing, how about RTJ? Perhaps one of the most, uh, man, hot and up-and-coming late model drivers in the country right now. Ricky Thornton Jr., the big winner of the 45th annual Spring 50 Dirt Late Model Race at Florence Speedway Saturday night. He grabbed the lead from Jimmy Owens with uh, just under 10 laps to go and led the rest of the way in route to a $10,000 payday. Bobby Pierce um, finishes second, getting around Owens late. Daryl Lanigan and Tyler Erb round out the top five. Uh, a couple of locals down there again and some names that we recognize. Uh, Devin Gilpin brings home a top ten finish. Brian Shirley there as well. Not a great run for him. And Mike Vandermark from up here in that uh, pink and black number 41. He was in action as well. Uh, he came in toward the back of the pack but had a good run nonetheless as uh, they were chasing $10,000 at Florence. Rich, we are going to talk with a gentleman coming up in just a moment who uh, we are no stranger to. Chuck Darling will be joining us here in just a couple of minutes to talk about the fourth annual uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Bowling Tournament. Uh, this is such a great event, and it's coming up this Saturday, Rich. You and I know how to run our mouths, but I think we're going to figure out if we know how to throw a bowling ball. That's what it sounds I was hoping I could get out, out from behind that, but if, but if both of us are going to show up, I think we're going to have to ju just show how, show how, at least on my end, how inept I am and why I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I have my own ball in my own shoes, but it does not mean that I'm any good. Okay. I just don't like to have to rent those items. So um, it's going to be fun. It's for a great cause. And it's our pleasure to bring in the person now who is responsible for all that. Let us know who our uh, first interview is not a featured guest, but we're going to talk to him nonetheless. Yeah, Zach, uh, he was formerly the voice of the Midwest Classic Racers Dwarf Car Series. Uh, now we've put him to work a little bit with Horsepower Happenings as a contributor. Um, and he's done a great job on his stories. You can go to horsepowerhappenings.com and read those. Uh, if you're his friend, you know him as the flounder, makes his home in Saginaw, Michigan. Chuck Darling, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks, Rich and Zach. I uh, appreciate taking the time to uh, be on the show with you guys. First, Chuck, uh, thanks for coming on board with us Um you have a lot of racing knowledge. You've been around a long time. It's really great to uh, have your insight. How much fun are you having with Horsepower Happenings now? I'm I'm having a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, ever since the Michigan Short Track Racing Club went away, it, you know, and then I decided to kind of just be a fan in the stands, I've 
been longing for something to do. And, you know, when Zach reached out to me, uh, he was like, you know, hey, you want to contribute? And I was like, well, sure. You know, I wrote columns for Michigan Racing Scene and, you know, did the write-ups for the Midwest Classic Racers. So I was like, cool, let me take a crack at it and see what I got. And I've been having a blast so far. It And it pays to have a bunch of really good friends in the racing industry that if I get an idea for a story, all I got to do is send them a message. Hey, uh, what are your thoughts on this? And they get right back to me. I'm glad he finished that sentence by saying it pays to have friends because I was going to get really <laughs> worried that he was expecting payment from us. <laughs> I almost had to make a phone call real quick. <laughs> but anyway, the re Chuck, uh, the reason we, uh, we, we brought you on tonight, um, a very cool event that you have coming up uh, that you've been ha handling uh, this Saturday, the fourth annual Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Bowling Tournament presented by Northside Towing. And, and Chuck, you've been very involved with this event. Um, talk about what we have going on this weekend. Well, this weekend we have, like you said, the fourth annual Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Bowling Tournament. Uh, Got to give huge props and a huge thank you. First off to uh, Dale Spencer for reaching out to Jeff Finley. And Jeff Finley has been very generous the last uh, two years to come on board as the title sponsor. And I think that gives a little bit more credibility to the event. It's a bowling tournament that's going to be raising funds for the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Randall Gittner Memorial Benevolent Fund. And what that does is it's a fund that they they set aside money each year. And if anybody gets injured at one of the racetracks, they send some money their way to kind of help out with the situation. Um, and then the other charity that we chose this year is the Wounded Warrior Project. Each year we we pick a different charity. We've had the American Heart Association. Um, we had uh, brain cancer awareness, and we now have the Wounded Warrior Project that we're raising funds for. So w let's let's break this down a little bit. Um, as this comes up on Saturday, some folks are probably thinking, now, wait a minute, COVID, um, there are still some things in place, uh, to make sure that everybody's safe, but Chuck, uh, you guys all have the necessary permissions and everything to have this gathering and to raise some funds for this charity. Yes, we, uh, we actually went down and talked to the folks at Royal Scott, uh, Golf and Bowl in Lansing this past weekend, and we're following all their COVID protocols. Masks are to be worn at all times, except for when you're bowling. Um, when you sit down and eat, obviously you can take it off. But we're guests in their facilities, so we want to make sure that we are, you know, running the straight and narrow and not veering off any whatsoever. So every guideline that they have, we're following it to a T. So masks, face shields, everything like that is is appropriate to wear. So how do we raise funds for these charities? Is there a cost to be on a team? Do we bring our own team? Uh, what are some of those specifics? Well, it's $12 to bowl two games. Um, and then what we do is when, when you sign in, uh, we have you draw a number and then we randomly pair you up with somebody. So the cool thing is, is that you can, you know, you can bowl with whoever you want. Um, the other thing is, is it, it, you don't have to bowl. I mean, you can just come down there, bench race, do some networking, um, you know, bid on all of the silent, uh, or not, excuse me, all the raffle items that we have on our, uh what's now going to be called the Larry Loins Memorial Raffle Table. All right. Man, that sounds like a like a good time. And then, of course, uh, the food and spirits is available there as well on Saturday? Yep. They have a full-service bar there as well. Uh, I know that made Rich France a little <laughs> bit happy. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're, we're starting to get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's actually quite a few people that are probably going to be partaking of uh, – some adult spirits, uh, if you will, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Uh, you can bowl with whoever you want. All it is is $12 to bowl two games. And then after the bowling, we do a award ceremony where we present the men's high score, women's high score, um, the team high score. And the cool thing is, is that we've reached out in the past couple of years and we've got uh, speedway convenience stores has donated, uh, gift cards. So each of the winners is going to get, I think it's a 20 or $25 gift card. We have an award for the lowest score. And we're also presenting our Chris Throgmartin Spirit Award to um, Kevin England from the Galesburg Speedway. So 
what we got covered, it's this Saturday, March 20th, uh, Royal Scott Golf and Bowl, 4722 West Grand River in Lansing. Um, doors open at noon, $12 to bowl two games. That includes shoes. Uh, what else you got? What are the other times and, and, and the other stuff you got going on? Um, 1245 is when the sign-in is going to end. And then that way we can have time to pair everybody up with teams. One o'clock, we're going to do our national anthem. And that's when the bowling is going to start. And then hopefully we are done by three o'clock, which we should. Uh, You know, it shouldn't take that long to bowl two games for the people that we have there. And then um, three o'clock bowling ends. And then we get a little bit of a break and we can find out who the high scores were. We roll into our award ceremony. And then right after the award ceremony, the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club will have their um, March meeting. Uh, We've already got uh, Sarah Qual from Racing for Miracles is going to be there. Um, We might even have Rich France get up and talk a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait a minute. Food and Spirits is open. And then at the end of the day, you're going to have Rich speak. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, it should be entertaining. The cool the cool thing about the event is if you're a race fan, you get to come down and you could you could end up bowling on the same team as a race car driver. I just saw today that Chad Finley responded that he's going. So right. there's a lot of drivers that are going. There's some track officials that are going, series officials that are going, but I just want to take the opportunity to thank everybody that's had a hand in it. Um, you know, like I said, Dale Spencer is big into getting people involved in it. It's not just me. It's a plethora of people that are behind the scenes working to, you know, ensure that we have raffle, uh, table prizes, uh, the spreadsheet by my, uh, (laughs) my computer savvy son-in-law, Brian Howie, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Big Ed Inlows will be there helping out. Uh, my wife, Brenda will be helping out and it's just a great time to raise money for good causes. Well, Chuck, we're looking forward to it, and uh, man, hopefully we can we can be there as well. It looks like uh, my schedule just opened up on Saturday, so uh, I don't know what Rich's plans are, but heck, maybe we can go up there and, and raise some heck uh, in Lansing and and uh, throw a couple bowling balls down the aisle. Rich, hey, the Rich, more- Rich is going to be at the Royal uh, Royal Scott Golf and Bowl. I've already made that decision, so it's cool. on you, Zach. You want to go as a team? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. There it is. We're going. And that's the other cool thing is we encourage side bets. So if you've got oh, some buddies that are going to be there and you want to say, hey, we'll kick an extra 5 10 15 bucks, you know, whoever loses has to pay up to the charities. Hey, we welcome that. Oh, boy. We're, I'm going to have to stop. The, at the, I'll bring the extra money. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, we appreciate you making some time to join us tonight. If anybody has any questions, maybe they don't have Facebook. Um, there's no pre-registration or anything, so just show up, right? Yep. We encourage everybody to just show up at the Royal Scott Golf and Bowl. Uh, like I said, the doors will open at 12 o'clock. That's when sign-in starts. Sign-in ends at 1245. Just come out. You don't even have to bowl. Just come out and, you know, do some bench racing. Um, You know, I mean, you might make some contacts in the racing community that, you know, you didn't know existed before. And, I mean, look at me. I, I just reached out to you and you reached out to me and I'm a correspondent for Horse More Happening. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you're hearing this program, you can come and talk to Rich and I. And uh, depending on what point of the day we are in, you could become a correspondent for Horse Power Happenings. Just depends. Exactly. You never know. Exactly. Uh, Chuck, we appreciate the more the merrier. Yes, exactly. Chuck, we appreciate you making some time and uh, we look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Hey, thanks guys for taking the time to have me on. I appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you Saturday. Okay, Rich, time to get into our middle guest for the night, uh, our first featured interview for this evening's show. It's uh, a pleasure to welcome him, in, welcome him in. Let us know who we're talking to. Well, Zach, I'm sure this gentleman is coming off one of the biggest wins of his career, I'm sure. Uh, hit our HPH Best Driver Challenge uh, for the Dirt Sprint Car Drivers. Uh, on a side note, he finished second in the Great Lakes Super Sprints in, 20, in the 2020 championship standings. With three series wins from Coldwater, Michigan, Ryan Rule. Welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Man, Ryan, it had to feel pretty good to get back at Jared and our driver challenge uh, for edging you out in the championship last year. Obviously, it was all in fun. But, uh, man, is it so cool that uh, the fans come out and support you guys uh, throughout throughout this challenge? Oh, it, it really is. Um yeah, I uh, I thought it was a awesome idea, a good way to keep people interacting, and 
yeah, it was cool to be able to beat Horseman at something. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I look back. I look, you know, I did a little bit of research, and I look back several years. Obviously, you ran side in the past, but uh, you ran every race with GLSS last year. Um, you're gonna have a conflict this year. How how, how are you gonna split that up? Or are you gonna stick with GLSS uh, in 2021? Um, I think we're just gonna go wherever looks good for that weekend. So, yeah, the Smith Motorsports crew. Um, I don't think they want to commit to anything. So, we're just kind of planning on hitting whatever looks good or a track we we like running at. So is there no, uh, now I know obviously as a, as a hired driver for you, Ryan, you'll go wherever the Smith Motorsports crew wants to go for the most part. Um, do you have any wishes to, to win a uh, Great Lakes title maybe? Uh, yeah, a, a little bit actually. <clears throat> um, which, yeah, I mean, I'm happy just to drive, but at some point I would like to win, uh, I don't know, a, a track championship or a, one of the series championships because uh, I haven't been able to do that yet in my career. I think that if people uh, looked over the Ryan Rule statistics, maybe that would be one of the things that is missing. You've won quite a bit on on dirt in the sprint car and um, you know all the things that you have accomplished so far. And you're still young, right? You still have a, a lot of career left in you, I believe. Um, where, where do you see your best shot at getting that done? What do you think is your best shot at a championship? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Actually, I haven't really thought about that. Um, uh, I would have originally said definitely with a 360 series because I felt like that was kind of our strong suit, but um, everybody's getting so good with the 360 stuff and that schedule is kind of, kind of long and tough. So people that uh, have good equipment and plan ahead, um, can really uh, stay stay ahead in the points and kind of with Saad's newer schedule with, uh, you know, a lot fewer shows and not everybody having real great 410 motors. I, I don't know if that would be kind of a route that I could sneak a championship from. You know, Ryan, we've talked to a lot of the other guys. We've talked to Max and Jared and, uh, and Cap Henry, and, and they like putting on their schedule, you know, 40, 50, 60 races a year. Is that what you're looking at, or is, is, your, is your schedule a little more condensed? Um, I think it'll be a little more condensed, um, which, yeah, if I could talk the crew into racing uh, 90 times a year, I would be all for it, but <laughs> I know how tough that is to do, and, uh, yeah, I know they have – jobs and families and stuff like that so i yeah i appreciate being able to do what we can but yeah the, there's no such thing as too much racing for me so for you ryan you would obviously look at the great lake schedule and go okay that's great we've got uh you know what is it some 20 races or so lined up for 2021 then you look at the sod schedule and it's maybe half a dozen or so uh, maybe somewhere in the half a dozen to 10 range um, does that change your feeling? Say you go out and win the, the sprints on dirt championship. Is it any less, would it be any less exciting for you knowing that it was only a handful of races or is it still just as important because it would be just as difficult? Um, yeah, I kind of feel like, uh, that, that would put a asterisk beside it mm-hmm. having, uh, you know, just a, a little over a handful of shows where, yeah, I think, I don't know, it might make it a little more legitimate if it was with a full-blown schedule, but not to knock uh, any of the other drivers because, right. you know, yeah, they're all trying just as hard. But, yeah, it's, I feel like if you're in a championship run, it's it's a little easier to do if you don't have to, figure out how to make 24, 25 races and it's, you know, condensed into nine or 10. And also Ryan, I think you got to not just look at the schedule. You look at the guys in GLSS 
that you're going to battle against every night. And, and, and we've had, you know, many of them on the show here. Um, that would be a feather in your cap also, because uh, that is a very, very tough group. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jared and Max and Dustin. Yeah. All those guys are on their game and it's, yeah, no easy task. Let's trying to beat those guys every night. Let's go over a little bit for folks who don't know. Uh, you could potentially, um, you know, without looking at the dates 100% closely, but I, I'm looking at a loose schedule here. There's the potential, Ryan, for you to do both, if I'm not mistaken. You still own your own equipment, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. I have <clears throat> enough parts and pieces and uh, kind of a raggedy truck and trailer that, yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, hey, it's not about how you get there, man. It's about what you do when you get there. <laughs> Good point. So now, and I, and I believe some of the, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, Zach, uh, maybe a couple of the races are, are, are co-sanctioned or joint events. So that may help out as well. So I guess the question, Ryan, was would you chase both uh, this year? And again, obviously we don't know exactly what your plan is with Smith Motorsports. They don't want to commit too much to anything, but uh, what do you, what do you think about bringing out your own equipment, dusting it off and, and running a sod schedule? Oh, I'm definitely not opposed to it. Um, the Smith crew, they kind of put together a calendar with some of the races that they uh, would be interested in going to and had me kind of circle which way I was leaning. And yeah, and to tell you the truth, I haven't really compiled that to see what we are actually racing and to see kind of what that would do as far as how many races per series. I was going to say a lot of circles on that sheet, huh, Ryan? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of went wild with the marker and yeah, just trying to see what, a what I can talk to the Smith crew into hitting up. Well, Ryan, uh, as we get closer to the uh, start of this 2021 season, man, what are some goals to lay out? I mean, we kind of talked about if you can win championships who are there, but what sort of goals have you laid out here as, as the season's just a couple of weeks away? Um, man, to be honest with you, it's, it's all been kind of a whirlwind lately with, uh, the new kid and trying to get acclimated to that and keeping up with, uh, this sticker business I have and trying to fulfill, uh, all the commitments with the Smith crew. Um, yeah, I haven't really put any good thought into what I would like to do other than, you know, win or be competitive every time we make it to the track and make it worth everyone's while that's helped out with this thing. You know, Ryan, I'm concerned with dirt tracks. We've had so many guys on. Everybody's had babies in the last year or so, <laughs> and I don't feel like going to a dirt track. You guys are scaring me. <laughs> Yeah, man, you might have to be careful. It's <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's awesome that uh, pandemic. Yeah, the, yeah, the, there it is. Pan, one word, pandemic. I thought it was awesome that you and Jared, <laughs> uh, you and Jared both had kids, and you beat him. You beat him to the uh, well. He beat you in having kids all together, but the most recent ones, uh, you beat him in that front. What's it been like, man? You're a new parent, uh, bringing somebody new into the racing world. Take us into that a little bit. How's that been for you? Oh, it's been pretty. Well, pretty exciting, and uh, thankfully, uh, my wife Courtney, she's been pretty awesome about handling this thing when when it's screaming at <laughs> three in the morning. And this thing, this thing, <laughs> he's gonna have to work on his verbiage a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're not the first one to tell me that. Yeah, that hey, it's we it's all gotta start awesome. somewhere. We all gotta start somewhere, Ryan. I trust me, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate the help. Well, man, I tell you what, it's uh, it's awesome. We're looking forward to getting back to the races very soon. Um, you know, we already know, we talked to you a little bit earlier, that you are returning with Smith Motorsports. Uh, I guess tell me a little bit, how, how happy are you or what are your feelings to know that you're going to return to some really good equipment? I mean, we've seen people 
um, you know, get behind the wheel of that stuff and do good. That's not just this, just you. We saw Max get behind the wheel for a little bit at the end of 2020. And then, of course, the couple of years that you've drove it, it's been very competitive. What's it like driving for Smith Motorsports and how happy are you to be returning? I'm extremely happy. Um, yeah, they, they keep their equipment fresh. Um, it's always clean. They're, I never have to worry about anything falling off. And I feel like uh, myself and my wife and my dad, we get along well with the Smith, like the crew and the family. And yeah, I'm, I feel really fortunate that they let me drive this thing every week and that they maintain everything so well and basically just let me sit in it on race night and then take care of it afterwards. Well, Ryan, uh, we appreciate you making some time. Uh, we were able to catch you while uh, your precious new baby is uh, taking a nap, so we're fortunate for that. And you know what? We're looking forward to seeing you at the races real soon. A couple of weeks, the Great Lakes Super Sprint Series opener is is in at I-96, and I would venture to guess we'll see you there. Is that a fair fair, fair guess? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we are making a point to hit a lot of the I-96 shows. Um, I feel like that's I don't know, probably the raciest track in the in the area lately. And yeah, I like what Barry is doing and yeah, just looking forward to seeing all the fans and getting back to the track around here. All right, Ryan, well we appreciate it. Good luck this season and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for uh thanks for the chat. Well, our pres- pl- our pleasure. My goodness, I'm full of marbles tonight, Rich France. Uh, to talk with Ryan Rule, appreciate uh, his uh, work and looking forward to seeing him at a racetrack very soon. There are some locals at a racetrack tonight, as a matter of fact. Um, some 30 drivers pre-entered for the Bristol Dirt Nationals down in Bristol, Tennessee from Michigan. And then you sprinkle in a couple others from Indiana and Ohio. And we've got close to 40 guys that we're watching down there racing tonight. Three features, I think, in every division there tonight or something crazy. I've kind of been peeking in on it as we've been uh, working on the show here tonight. But, Rich, um, I'm excited to announce that race fans can find information every morning this week about where those local drivers finished right online at horsepowerhappenings.com. It's going to be our pleasure to track their progress all week. Yeah, and and, and those guys are going to be busy down there. Um, I don't know how many cars they have there. I'm guessing it's close to four or 500 race cars that they have staged outside of the Coliseum there. Uh, I know they're not putting any of them inside it. And, and I did see a picture of them staging them in the infield and it looked like a sea of race cars, Zach. Well, let me give you this clue. I think the number is actually more like 1200 pre-entries for the entire week. Um, because tonight's let's look at this tonight's modified feature, which is IMCA mods, B mods, that sort of thing for your, uh, Michigan region drivers. They are they are only locking in to the three features tonight, 90 cars, 30, 30, and 30, and there's that means they're sending several home. Uh, I believe they had 10 heat races or something earlier today uh, at 12 apiece, so that's, what, 120 cars, give or take, in one division. Uh, it's unreal how many cars are down there competing in Bristol. See, I don't know if we would have went down to Bristol if we could have figured out what the heck was going on. (laughs) So it it might be just better just to get the pay-per-view and just turn it on when you want to. Yes. And kind of watch what you, what you'd like to watch because there's, there's, there is no lack of racing down at Bristol for the next, uh, you know, six, seven days. By the way, racexr.com. This is not on Dirt Vision. This is not a Dirt on Dirt. This is racexr, which appears to be a brainchild of Speedway Motorsports Incorporated. Um, so they have your hookup. It's a monthly subscription. If you want to jump on there and watch what's going on this week, you can do so. Don't forget, Super Late Models coming to town Friday and Saturday. We'll have more on that at the close of the show with our look ahead. It's our pleasure now to welcome in a guy who is going to be no stranger to racing this summer. He's going to have a very busy schedule, and he has had a very busy schedule for a couple of years. Let us know who we're talking to tonight. Well, Zach, he is the promoter of the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints, along with the King of the Wing Series. Great to finally have him on the program. From uh, Dowagic, Michigan, uh, Tom Hartzell, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks, guys. I'll tell you what, it's uh, been a long dry spell for us. You know, we only got a few races in last year, and 
the uh, 2021 season is really looking strong for the auto value bumper to bumper super sprints, as well as the King of the Wing series, uh, the national series that goes across the United States. So we're pretty excited about what's coming up. Now, Tom, I have to tell you, honestly, one of my favorite events of all time um, that I've been able to see was watching the winged sprint cars at Toledo and more specifically qualifying. Um, it's unbelievable the show you guys put on at the tracks you visit. Oh, absolutely. You know, we bill ourselves as the world's fastest short track cars. And when you put a 1,600-pound machine and, uh, you know, that includes the weight of the driver and a 900-horsepower or 410-cubic-inch motor in the front of that, uh, it's nothing but fast. And, uh, you know, we kiddie, kid people when, when we're talking about it. You don't want to blink with the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints or the King of the Wing Series because you might miss something that fast. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... Kind of, kind of piggybacking on the Toledo thing, we'll jump right into the schedule. One that I'm looking forward to um, in 2021, back to Winchester, which I think is awesome for both the wing and the non-wing sprint cars. I think those are going to be some can't-miss events. Well, absolutely. Um, Bob Dillner got a hold of me, and, and I got to tell you, the last time we were at Winchester, the wing sprint cars are going so fast these days that um, it's getting hard to get car count there. Um, not that the guys are scared of anything. I mean, they're fearless. But um, when Winchester, when you talk about Winchester, that sends a chill down many of uh, uh, experienced competitors' spines. And, and But it's a racetrack that they want to tame, and they know what's out there. And we're just really excited about going to Winchester this year. We had a race there a couple years ago, uh, 2019. And with the non-wing sprints, we had 17 of them show, and it was just a whale of a show. Um, you can't ask for any better open-wheel racing than what we had at Winchester that day. Tom, I, I, I guess I got to ask you, um, may, it might be the elephant in the room. It, it, are these sprint cars getting too fast? Obviously, a decision was made at Toledo, which broke my heart. But um, are these things getting too, va- too fast? And, and is there a point where you have to slow them down? As bad as I hate to say this, I'm going to be very honest with you. Yes. Um, you know, at Toledo, it was estimated down the straight areas. We're going 180 miles an hour. And now with the way the cars are built, the way the setups are uh, uh, going, they don't lift. And not only is it hard on competitors as far as the stamina that you have to have and stay focused at Toledo, but it's hard on the engines because they don't breathe. They don't lift at all. So there's no brake for them. And unfortunately, it's hard on equipment. But, you know, we've had Scott Schultz and I talked a lot about it. Uh, Ron Drager and I talked a lot about it. How do we slow them down? I don't know. I honestly don't know. We've tried to do different things. We tried to change tire compounds and slow them down a little bit. We tried to do maybe a little bit with the wings. Uh, it's just it's human nature. You're going to put that right foot down and you're going to go as fast as you can go with the urge to win. And it's hard to uh, separate that in competition. It's human nature. A couple different ways we can go here. I'm going to stick with the local side and we will talk about the national tours when they come together with King of the Wing, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, you know, some of those tracks that we're going to go to. But locally, as we continue looking at that schedule, you guys just uh, put your name on the 73rd annual Pay Less Little 500 not that long ago. And, uh, man, what an exciting uh, idea that is to have that be a part of your schedule now. Talk me through that process and, and what it means to you to be a part of that event. Well, you know, when I took this non-wing thing on a couple of years ago, I had no, like, zero experience with non-wing race cars. I had no idea what they were. Um, well, I knew what they were, but didn't know much about them. And one of the things that my contacts at Hoosier Tire suggested to me was that I get with Rick Dawson at, at Anderson and Jared, which we have done. Uh, we've co-sanctioned some of the events there on their weekly series and their Saturday night series the last couple of years. And this year we were able to become part of the, the largest non-wing race in the world today, the little 500. And, um, yeah, I jumped all over that. It's just, uh, it's huge for auto value bumper to bumper, uh, part stores. It's huge for non-wing sprint car racing. It's just a, a phenomenal win-win situation for everybody. 
And, um, you know, we've been there for a number of years as far as spectators and, and uh, watched it grow. And it's, it's definitely one of the premier races in the United States today. And we, we're just really ecstatic about being part of that. You know, I'm going to take the opportunity here because you mentioned it. You did make that decision to go non-wing a couple of years ago. And this is me talking as a fan and as a race analysis a little bit through Horsepower Happenings. For me, Tom, I believe the non-wing show is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think if race fans want to show up and they want to see pure speed, obviously, as you mentioned, the wing show is the place to be at because those cars are going unbelievably fast. Um, but my goodness, mm-hmm. those non-wing shows that I saw in 2019, uh, because unfortunately because of the pandemic, I didn't get to see any in 2020, those non-wing shows, Tom, were some of the best I'd ever seen. Uh, what great sprint car races those are. And I have to agree with you. If <laughs> I was kind of forced as far as uh, competition goes in getting the non-wing series going, um, with contractual things that I have through AutoWares Corporation, the parent company of the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper part stores in the Midwest, I need to do so many races. Well, trying to get as much return on their investment as I possibly could for the racers, you can only go to the promoter so much. And then the, the bottom line there is he's got to make money too. Right. And so we raised the purses as much as we possibly could. I just, I kind of felt like we were kind of at the end of the rainbow there as far as going forward with a purse structure for the wing cars. And I really thought that I could bring the non-wing series around. Well, through talking with several promoters, Rick Dawson being one of them, uh, Dave Mazula, who used to be at Fairfield, we decided to, or I did, decided to go ahead and do this. And one of the things that I do do is I kick in part of the purse out of the auto value bumper to bumper money, every race event we have. And that helps ease the burden on the promoter also, but yet it still gets dollars into the pockets of the racers and the car owners. And it's just, it's a nature of the beast. Uh, The business has changed tremendously in the last 10 years. And it's just gotten to be a struggle. it, It seems like year after year to, book races and you know back in when i first started back in the the early 2000s with the auto value bumper to bumper wing sprint series you know they have 15 20 races easily matter of fact one of the racetracks up in michigan they used to have six or seven events mm-hmm. well that's kind of went by the wayside is is the economics of, of the world has changed i don't want to say just racing but the economics of the world has changed and right now you know for that entertainment dollar there's hundreds and hundreds of venues that are vying for that entertainment dollar that there used to be a handful. And now it's very difficult for promoters to sell a show like ours. Plus the fact that I think there's a lot of things that entered into this. And one of them is we don't have, and I don't mean this badly, we don't have gearheads anymore. It's getting to the point, and I'm in the automotive part business. I have an auto value store in Cassopolis that we don't have young adults with the shade tree mechanics anymore and they don't have the need for speed like what people of the seventies and eighties had. I think think that's that's part of our fan base. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Difficult. What's that? I say, I think that's a fair assessment a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, you know, that makes it even more difficult for us. But yet, you know, we've got these people that got the investments of the race cars. And I mean, folks, we're talking about, Anywhere from, gosh, I'd hate to guess, I'm going to say seventy-five dollars to $150,000 of investment sitting there that if you don't have races, they're doing nothing. And I feel a responsibility as a promoter to make sure that we get those programs sold and try to get those people involved, show the fans that do come to the racetrack a very good, a fair program, and um, it's what it is. Racing's racing, and it's whether you go for the speed But one thing I I caution people on, uh, and I started heading down this road with that comment right there, it's speed, is back in the day, I felt that a lot of racing people, racing fans, used to come for the crashes. Well, if you're going to come to an auto value bumper-to-bumper super sprint or sprint car racing series event, you're probably not going to see too much of that because we're open wheel. 
And as you guys very well know, if, if open wheel cars get together, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's ugly. And, the, and again, the bottom line to that is we have to keep these people, the owners, the drivers, the crew, everybody involved as safe and as economically um, positive as possible. And it, it's, it's gotten to be a pretty tough job to do, but mm-hmm. it's what it is, and we've accepted that, and we're going to go forward with it. So well, and taking um, that, that's kind of where I come from. And taking that all into account, I think it is great that there is kind of two schedules built into the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprint schedule um, for 2021. Race fans can pick and choose where they want to go. If they're a fan of the wing races, you have plenty of those. If they're a fan of non-wing races, you have plenty of those as well. Uh, Tom, is the plan similar to 2019? Will you crown champions in each and, and have an overall champion as well? Yeah, we will. We definitely will because we have people like Aaron Pierce and Bobby Santos Jason Blonde, just as three individuals there, Joe Ligori, they run both series. And, you know, Tom Patterson, I, I haven't talked to Tom in a while, but, you know, he was involved in a very bad accident at Kalamazoo a couple years ago and, and unfortunately was injured. He had to, uh, would have set out to 2019 or 2020 season. And uh, he was, the last time I talked to him was getting a car around. He's ready to rock and roll again. So guys like that, Tom Guerin out of Ohio, they run both sides of the fence and um, you know, they can do so. Jimmy McCune has done uh, both sides with the wing and the non-wing. So, I mean, you try to take care of both. And right now I think we're at about an even split as far as wing and non-wing shows um, for the uh, 2021 season. And, you know, Tom, I learned this at, uh, I learned this from, from my years at Toledo that um, open wheel fans uh, you don't find those in the backyard. They travel quite a bit to go follow their racing and to go find their racing. And um, problem they're going to have on Memorial Day weekend is they have a decision to make. You guys have the little 500 down at Anderson, not too far away, another big winged event. Uh, question number one, do you see any any of the drivers where you that you might lose to the other event? And do you think that there are enough fans to support both of those events? Well, I, I think there's enough fans that's definitely going to support the little 500. You know, Rick's uh, had an, a, uh, a program there that's established. It's that weekend every year. It's it's a traditional race. Um, uh, there's going to be a few as far as cars go uh, that maybe will not make the little 500. And I can think of a couple just off the top of my head. Jeff Bloom, Doug Deach. Those guys that both traditionally run the little 500. And I got to believe that there's a mystique, guys, that goes with this race down there in Anderson every year. It's kind of like running the Indianapolis 500. There's a drive that's embedded in a true competitive driver. I got to be there. I got to make that race. I've got to have my name in that 33-car field. And I think the guys that are going to do that, they're going to go to Anderson. Um I can't speak for the race at the other track. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know what the, uh, how can I, I'm trying to say this diplomatically. Okay, understand that. Um, I don't know what the drive was to book up against that race. Um, but it happened, and they decided to do that. I guess let the cards fall where they may. You know, and we, the best I can we found ourselves in the same position. We had a chance to talk to the promoter of that event a couple of weeks ago. For the fans listening, you can go back and find that on our website, horsepowerhappenings.com. Click on the podcast tab and scroll through. You'll be able to find that interview and hear the thoughts uh, for scheduling that event on that specific day. Tom Hartzell is uh, who we're chatting with right now. He's the promoter of the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints and the King of the Wing Series, Tom. That is the national series we've been alluding to in this interview. This is a really cool concept um, to have these two series co-promote a couple of events throughout the throughout the summer at some really awesome racetracks and uh, i think this is going to be a lot of fun and you've got some help with this king of the wings thing uh with a name a couple of names that some people will recognize um and and this this other series is a really cool deal tell me a little bit about it well back probably gosh time flies when you're having fun but probably five or six years ago we were at Sandusky, Ohio, racing uh, the King or the uh, Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints, 
And I was going, heading for the tower to announce the feature. And Iris Saunders from Hoosier Tire uh, said, hey, Harzel, come here. I got to meet you. I want you to meet somebody. Well, that somebody was Davey Hamilton. And for those of you who don't know, Davey, retired IndyCar driver, has been around the block numerous times, quite a competitive driver in his day, one of the top Supermod drivers back in the uh, the uh, Supermod days out east out and everywhere he went. So, you know, we talked a little bit. He had this idea that he wanted to start a national series and have the rules be the same across the United States. So any anybody that raced in a wing sprint car could go anywhere in the U.S. or even Canada and race without worries of rules. So we talked a little bit and um, not, I didn't get a lot of chance because we were getting ready for the race and, and the feature that day. Well, Davey and I ended up, I went down to Indianapolis, went to Davey's house and we sat down and talked a little bit. And, you know, it's like I told Davey and we've become very close friends. I said, Davey, you have a reputation of an IndyCar, retired IndyCar driver, very successful in what you did. And I'm Tom Hartzell. I'm just a promoter. I'm a guy from Cassopolis, Michigan, owns an auto value parts store that's trying to make this race series go. I said, a lot of people are in awe of people like you with your fame and fortune. And I said, you know, I deal with, through my announcing business, I deal with uh, Detroit Lions in the off season, in the, the spring and summer, early summer, uh, when it was former players and present players. And I mean, I just deal with people of fame. And the one thing I've learned about people like that is that they're just human beings, just like you and I, they were just born with a talent and they have the opportunity to make a lot more money than you and I do. And that's okay. That's life. And I told Davey that at the end of the day, or at the beginning of the day, we put our pants on one leg at a time. I said, you know, I'm okay with that. And, you know, we really hit it off. And the concept of this was to, again, get all sprint, wing sprint car racers on one set of rules. Well, the concept was good. It's just the inception was not very well. And it hasn't been. We're having a little bit of trouble with some of the West Coast uh, cars and some of the Florida cars that were 360s coming into the 410 market. And we give them a window that we would like to have them to go 410s and everybody could be the same horsepower or thereabouts. So we had a little bit of an issue and then down in a few of the states, we had problems with clubs not wanting to go along with the program and look at the big picture. Um, so we've, we've stuck with it. And we've made some concessions along the way. We've had sponsors. We've lost sponsors. We've had TV. And this year we're Roku. We're doing some taping and stuff. So we're excited about that. But um, this year we were able to come back to the Midwest. We've got a show in Tennessee. We've got one in Kentucky and one in, in uh, um, uh, actually, we got two of them in Kentucky. So we're excited about that for the Midwest tour. And then July 4th weekend, we go out to uh, Wyoming for a show on, uh, I think it's a Friday night. I don't have my calendar, so forgive me for that. And then July 4th or 5th or 3rd and 4th, we're going to be at the Colorado National Speedway for an event out there. And they will be co-sanctioned by the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprint Series. And then in November, we go to California. And we're able to finish up out there at Havasu, uh, Arizona, and then Irwindale and Kern. So this year we're going to have uh, nine events. You know, we prefer to have 12, but uh, we weren't able to put together a program down south this year, although we had have done some talk with uh, um, Tim and, and um, some of the guys down in Pensacola in that area. So possibly next year we could do that. But it seems like every time we've went there in the last few years that we've had monsoon rains. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that kind of makes it difficult when you're dealing with the mother nature. So, but basically that's what it is. And we would still like to get that done. I mean, the, the uh, mindset is still there. It's just getting uh, a few of the minds and in racing and, and uh, to change over to our mindset of thought. So well, pure and simple. 
Well, Tom, it's uh, it's exciting for sure. I will have the pleasure to see the King of the Wing Auto Value uh, combo at Nashville Fairground Speedway this year. Looking forward to that. Hopefully I can get the Highland Rim the night before. I'm not sure. Um, but that'll be a lot of fun. And, and there's another track, right? You talk about speeds at Toledo. How about Nashville? Holy smokes. I'll be looking forward to seeing what that's all about. Well, and I guess that's going to be a new one to me. Actually, I've never been to any of these three tracks that we're going to go to. So we're pretty excited about it. Um, again, Hoosier, the official tire of the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprint and the King of the Wing Series will be involved. And uh, we have changed, a, a slight change to some of the tire rules. So that'll help some of the, the guys maybe uh, with a little bit of stagger and find a little bit of speed. So we're hoping to, uh, to have a great season. I, I think everybody's hungry. Um, everybody's wanting to race and, um, we're just really looking forward to getting this thing started. And Tom strap your boots on five eighths mile at Nashville banked more than Toledo. <laughs> they will, they will be rolling around that place. <laughs> Thanks. I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't 10 minutes ago. You heard me talk about, we need to slow them down. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know, what the, the, the safety program there and everybody's really safe with their race cars. I think that's one of the great things about our sport is safety has developed so much. So even if something does go wrong, uh, we can rest assured in that Tom, um, we're out of time already. My gosh, we could talk to you forever. I didn't even get to talk to you about Africa or anything like that, which I really wanted to do. We're going to have to bring you on the show again sometime. Um, but in closing, in closing, let's talk about this. Uh, the first race on your schedule, according to the website, is the Little 500. Is that correct? Yes, that is going to be our start. We were going to go the next weekend, and actually I was trying to do a double. We were going to run uh, Winchester with a non-wing and Galesburg with the wing cars. But I had some phone calls from a couple of the driver owners, and we decided to scrap that 5th of, Ju of June date. And we will postpone the uh, Winchester date until October 30th. We'll be part of the Sammy Sessions race down there. And right now we're shooting for June 26th, I believe it is, at Galesburg for the wing show. So we're actually not going to start until that second week in June. All right. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a couple reasons for that. A, a couple of the owners are farmers and trying to get them guys done so they can get out and race the rest of the summer. So it, uh, it doesn't bother me, but with the little 500 being the biggest, uh, short track race, you know, 500 laps is a huge yeah. race for them <laughs> and mentally, not, not only mentally, but, but for the car itself, um, we just decided we better hold off a week after, you know, at least two weeks after that race to get the guys mentally prepared, the cars back in shape again, and ready to rock and roll for the rest of the season. Well, Tom Hartzell, we appreciate you making time to chat with us tonight. Find more on social media, Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints on Facebook. Find King of the Wings on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, you can find that schedule for uh, the local racing and the national stuff at supersprints.com. Tom, we appreciate you making time for us tonight. Thank you for being on Horsepower Happenings. Well, and I thank you for calling me. You know, it's just uh, anytime we can promote racing and, and the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints and the King of the Wing, I'm game. So, yeah, anytime you want to talk about South Africa, I've been seeing pictures of when I was there a couple of years ago, and it just <laughs> sends chills down my spine. We'll chat. Yeah, we got to get you back on. We'll, we'll put you on the schedule for sometime this summer, Tom. How's that sound? That, that'll be fine, okay? <laughs> well, again, our thanks to Tom for making some time to chat with us tonight, and, of course, uh, Ryan and Chuck for being on earlier in the show. Rich, the upcoming calendar actually has some events on it for next week. This is exciting. Well, and for this yeah. week, and for this week. Yeah, I, yeah. This week, uh, you know, this week's going to be without racing for me. You know, I mean, I'm we're going to go spend some time and and really raise some money for the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club on Saturday. That'll be fun. And um, and then I know what we're looking at the week after that: the 10th annual Thaw Brawl from LaSalle for the Mars Racing Series. Uh, looking really excited to get back out there again. We were out there back in 2019. When we got all that rain, hopefully Mother Nature uh, is a little nicer to us this time. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, we have a lot of locals down at Bristol this week for the Bristol Dirt Nationals. A reminder, we'll have your hookup every morning at horsepowerhappenings.com. You can find results for our drivers that are down there, uh, see how they did, see what's going on. And then Friday and Saturday, the super late models come to town where we have about four drivers from this region that are committed to going down there, including Travis Stemler, David Melke, going to be down there uh, running for some big cash Friday and Saturday. We're talking, uh, what is it, 30000 on Friday, 
50000 on Saturday to win. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with that as well. Yeah, I'm really, I might have to catch the late models, you know, buy the subscription and then just decide after a couple of days that I really don't need the subscription <laughs> for a whole year. I'm going to have to find a way because uh, I think uh, really the show that the show that we're going to see throughout the week down there is going to be probably the modifieds, uh, you know, and the, and the super late models for sure. Well, I tell you what, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, looking forward to getting back to the racetrack and showing you some behind-the-scenes coverage, up-to-the-minute coverage on what's going on. We'll do that starting next Friday and Saturday. You'll hear more about it on our next episode of Horsepower Happenings next week. So for Scott Menlin, who pays the bills for Horsepower Happenings, for Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you for tuning in and saying we'll talk same time, same place next week right here Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.